Now we're talking about COVID virus shielding and our patients' voices being heard. Today, we're joined by Dr. Patricia Wilkie, OBE, President of the National Association of Patient Participation, that's the NAPP. Also, Dr. Florin Majeka-Dumney, Chairman of the NAPP, and Gemma Jackson, Patient Participation Group and Chair of Thought and Practice, we're Lancashire. And uh, you're all joining us to discuss the importance of uh, PPGs in supporting patients through the crisis. Okay, so welcome. What is the uh, patient participation group, the PPG as it's known, and why do they matter? Thank you. Um, So PPGs are independent organisations that exist to support general practices. And by support, I mean being a critical friend, advising the practice of patient perspective, because it, it can be very difficult sometimes to really understand the needs and concerns of patients and sometimes having the ability to talk to other patients um, can be something that's really helpful in ensuring the practice of delivering the services the patients need and that are most attuned to their to, to what is positive for their health and well-being. Um, PPGs are also very active in carrying out research of, of the views of people who use a practice, supporting things like health promotion, um, supporting communication with patients and increasingly during this time of COVID doing things like supporting patients. So they, they are very much important to the, to the high and proper functioning of general practice in this country. Just like to add one thing to that, um, all services that we get in the NHS do need to be accountable um, and PPGs enable um, practices to be accountable and they can also help. Practices can't do it on their own. They can also help to ensure that practices are offering herb services, quality of services for all the patients that they serve. What's the current status of PPGs during lockdown then? Gemma? Um, I'm chair of the PPG, so I'm on the chalk case as it were, and uh, I have been for five years. We aim to feed back to the doctors by being in the surgery at surgery times ourselves. That's our first thing, is our patients. So we'll sit in the practice, um, we'll, we'll sit before a person was going in for an appointment, sometimes they might be anxious, they don't want to talk to us, we don't push it at all, but um, I've, I've found, and I think we've all found, that they're only too ready to talk um, about um, being ill or whatever, they want somebody to talk to. So in lockdown, we have, I was very, very worried at the start because I thought that we might fold a PPG because we weren't able to have our meetings. And so I I asked the practice manager, would it be possible for us to do Zoom? Group had never, ever tried to do Zoom in their lives. So the first meeting was a bit chaotic. But after that, we were in it. And we were able to make some decisions because we were in a very unusual situation. Uh, we've never been like this before. We've never been, a, you know, not able to go into the surgery. And we said, well, we can't do anything. We can't do anything. I said, well, we can. I'm sure we can. We could do something on the phone. The practice manager said, yes, you could. Um, we're having a lot of patients ringing in with anxiety. This was when lockdown had started. All ages, all anxious about what was going to happen. And uh, they really needed someone to talk to. 
not medical help. They needed a body. So we set up our body. And in that way, uh, the patient could be filtered through to us. And then it was up to the, the buddy and the PPG member as to how far they took it after that. Did they want someone to speak to them every day? Did they need that? And also to flag up the things that were worrying them. And could the practice do anything about it? Um, so lots of problems have been solved, particularly uh, with medicines and medications and things like that. And the rules of shielding, which were totally muddled and confused. They, they didn't really know what they should be doing. And we were just giving them the three things, uh, you know, wash your hands, do the do, 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 and do all the, the things that we've been told to do. Just say a bit more on shielding. Shielding. Mm, it's a big issue and it's very topical. <laughs> um, was introduced to uh, make sure that the people that were considered to be most vulnerable of contracting uh, COVID um, were kept safe by keeping them at home. There, there are sort of two categories. There are those who are of a certain age, over age of 70, and there are those who have an underlying health problem that may be, and they may be under the age of 70, who are described as being extremely vulnerable. And these are, are uh, this is the group I've just like very quickly to focus on, because this, is, this group, it is for them most difficult. They're, it depends where they live. They may be lonely. They may be on their own. They may be a bit depressed. Uh, they may be concerned about getting food. I'm not talking about a food parcel which comes from uh, the government, um, but um, getting access to a delivery, getting their medications. What's going to happen to their illness afterwards? When will they get an appointment at the hospital? How will they get there? When will they get an appointment with the GP? Will it be safe to go? Um, and will they get support from the practice afterwards? There's a real concern amongst these people about living with uncertainty. And the government is sort of suggesting in the papers over the last couple of days, um, in all the papers and all the media, uh, that it will be based when it is safe. And that lifting the shielding and that being safe means a public health issue but for the individual patient they've got to weigh up their own risks and living with uncertainty and that is very difficult that's a different scenario and they may need support for that so there will be obviously a desire to have a better engagement with practices generally and where would we go for more information generally on this www.nap.org.uk. Uh, our website gives lots of up-to-date information and we're doing something next week on shielding. Right. Thank you very much for joining us, everyone, on the programme.